Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. And you know what that means. Oh yeah, you know who back. You know who back. Uh-oh, there go Joseph. There we go, there we go. Y'all both got kids. Y'all kids ain't gonna make it to college. Come and eat them kids. I'm gonna eat those kids. I'm gonna eat so hard and <laughs> we eat so tough. I'm gonna I'm, I'm like, take, take this spirit like I'm the devil. <laughs> Y'all sound like Billy Bike Tyson. I'm gonna eat his heart like a, with a bottle of candy. <laughs> with some fiber beans. Oh, mm, fiber beans. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> It sounds like a bowl of ramen noodles when you take it out the microwave after two and a half minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> I don't know if them noodles 35 seconds. Oh, when you put uh, I didn't ask oh, when you, I didn't ask you for your yeah, 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 we did it, okay? So if you want to, you put your little two cents and a nickel in, okay? We'll ask you, okay? It's like when you put Skittles in water, because you're too poor to buy Gatorade or Powerade. <laughs> <laughs> you get your own flavor of water, bitch. Oh, you was wilding. You put Skittles in water. water. <laughs> I ain't never put Skittles in water. Hell no, that's a new one. Hell yeah, you got. Oh. You you really taste the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper. Via phone, we have the flawless phenomenon, the human encyclopedia of wrestling. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joe. That's right. And of course, on the other line, we got the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, aka Mr. One. That ass down, K Breezy, better known as Tuco Kimbro. How you doing? Yeah, yay. I'm in here. All right, man. Well, let's get right into it, K Breezy. Let's talk about that Monday Night Raw. What you got, folks? All right, man. So, you know, like, like last week, you know, we got Rollins coming out, you know, doing what he do best, giving his little promo speech that he gives. He talked about The Fiend coming out and and kind of just making him wonder, you know, all the about all the things he's seen over the years and being on WWE. We get Braun Strowman, you know, he comes out after Seth Rollins says a few mentions his name, you know, and basically that's how he came out. Uh, he basically tell Rollins, yo, if you got a problem, if you got something to say, say it to my face. Rollins said, we can, I can say it to your face later on. So that set up a match for later on in the night, which, you know, I wasn't really too bad about. You know, it was they had a good match at Clash of Champions. I wasn't mad about a rematch. I figured it would lead into something with The Fiend, which – We'll get into later because that was a great ending to the show. Another great ending to the show. Flawless, Joe, uh, franchise man. Any thoughts on the uh, promo? So here's one thing. So I found out the Lesnar and Rollins match was longer than the Strowman Rollins match at Clash of Champions. Well, they were they were kind of running the show a little faster than, than yeah. we thought they would. Yeah. But, I, I think after WrestleMania, I think folks finally, I think they finally realized, okay, we're putting on too many matches and we're running too long. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, good promo. Not bad. Not, 
I'm not going to say good promo. It was not bad to start off raw. I did like how Braun Strowman called out the Fiend because it sets up for later on in the show that we'll get into. What he said. For sure. So I like that part. And it was 10 minutes. It was about 10 to 12 minutes of a promo. It wasn't too long either. No. But I, uh, after that, you know, they gave us an advertisement for the Fatal Five Way. You know, the United States champion, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Intercontinental champion. You got the tag team champion, Robert Rude. You got your boy, the, the, the superhero, the human ricochet. You got the, then uh, the, the, the mass hero, the luchador legend, Rey Mysterio, you know, in the number one contendership for Seth Rollins Universal Championship next week, mm-hmm. which, you know, any one of those guys could have put on a great match with him. I, I, I wasn't mad about the choices. Uh, I was. Who, who, who would you have changed out? I want to know where Samoa Joe. I think they probably giving him some time off. You 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 know with the way that Joe wrestles, he always end up getting busted up or hurt or some way. And it's not that he's reckless. Mm-hmm. It's just you know his style and, and the way he wrestles other people. They sometimes injure him more than he would injure them. Yeah, I'll tell you this: I did like that they put Rude in there instead of Ziggler. So I like yeah, that. I did like. I did like that, and I, I considering. Uh, Ziggler, you know, disqualified, you know, interfered in last week's match. So I guess that was a good way to kind of give him a one ups. Oh, yeah. Franchise, you good? I'm just over here thinking about eating some children. Oh, <laughs> you and children. Got my candle I don't know. I'm going to get y'all some deals, man. All right, man. Let's keep it moving, man. So <laughs> make sure that little blue ones, you know, I get a little excited. I get a little excited when I eat the blue ones. All right, I'll make sure I get the blue ones for you, man. With the little, with the little hearts and flowers on them. All right, man. So, you know, we got the advertisement for that. And next up, we got the Viking Raiders finally, finally facing a worthy opponent. Someone with a cachet, at least with a name, respect. The OC, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. It was a Good tag match. I I won't say it was match of the night. I thought it displayed both teams very well. Uh, but it, overall, you know, it was a good solid. I, I give it a three and a half. Three and a half. He said three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, he said three and a half. Uh, it was not bad. I didn't mind it. You know, good tag team. You know, I, I like I like the fact that you know we we finally gotten out of the jobber uh, stage of the Viking Raiders fighting, so it was nice to see him. Yeah, one an, an incredible great match, but you know I think a three three and a half is uh more than serviceable, sixty five percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was not bad match. It's uh displayed both talents. You know, get Viking Raiders, formerly War Raiders. You know to. Get a formidable opponent, you know. So not bad. Okay, breezy. Hello. Oh, I think he's taking a fit. He's taking a fit and gonna make his gluteus maximus. <laughs> he's trying to find those little blue pills. Like, ooh, I need to take one right now. 
Yo, y'all hear me? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yo, yo. Oh, he heard us. He was sitting. He heard us all the whole time. Oh. Yeah, I heard y'all the whole time. I heard y'all the whole time clowning about me. It's okay. You sneaky little devil. No, no, that wasn't me. That was the uh, that was the that was the podcast. But we gonna keep it moving. But I, but what I was saying though was, um, I gave it a half a star extra just because they actually fought somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it was somebody worthy. That was the only reason for that. Okay. Other than that, it was just about two stars. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Whatever, man. All right, we're going to move on, man, because uh, the Viking Raiders got the victory. Hold on, wait, we didn't even say that. See, y'all distracted me, man. Well, no, you good. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no, you, you, you said you didn't say something. Did you miss something? Did we skip something? No, no, no. I think I, I think we had a little interference. I think that's what it was when I uh when I muted out for a second. But yeah, uh, but we're we're talking about the match, and then you just came back in and started rolling, so we're good. Okay, yeah, I'm like making sure I'm just making sure we good. But um, it was a good match. You know, like I said, three and a half stars. They fought somebody worthy. Uh, I was glad to see them fight someone worthy, so that was cool. Uh, AJ Styles ended up getting kicked out of the match. Uh, he got caught attacking the uh, Viking Raiders. So it was good to see them uh, just kind of go at it. Yep, see him go at it, and then he gets attacked by Cedric Alexander when he's walking up the ramp. Yeah, which so I thought, I would, I would, which I thought was crazy, because uh, when, when he threw him into the stage again, like damn, they gonna throw him right through it again. It's gonna be Seth yeah. Rollins. I mean, not Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman. Speaking of Bobby Lashley, is he really hurt? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Lashley. Yeah, I, I just thought about it. I have not seen him since he speared. Well, I think the match after he speared Strong do the thing was the last time I've seen him, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I think but. that was the last time, too. I think you're right. But I think I wonder if they're going to continue the Styles-Alexander feud, knowing what Paul Heyman thinks of Alexander and then knowing what Vince thinks of Alexander. Like, it's weird. Vince is high on Gable, but he's not high on Alexander. Which is confusing to me, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm, I'm confused now because you, uh, they don't Alexander have another rematch for the title against uh, AJ. Sure. I believe so. Yeah, so I'm like I'm so lost. I'm like because you squashed him twice in a row, but he's got a rematch coming up. So I'm like, all right, is he really getting buried or is he not? I don't know what the hell they're doing. With yeah, little y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Okay, I was making sure I thought talking for a second, but um, I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> whatever, man. Uh, I don't think he has any more rematches because he lost two straight matches. Remember, he he lost the match wow. at Clash of Champions, and then he lost that Raw. Well, he lost okay. the tag match at Raw, but he hasn't done anything to really gain another opportunity. So I'm not sure if he really has one other than him just coming out attacking AJ and trying to go him into giving him a title. Ah, oh, okay, makes sense. Right, but uh, you know, uh, but I was still surprised to see him come out. Um, mm-hmm. literally a little bit after that happened, and the Viking Raiders pulled off the victory. Uh, we got the Becky Lynch interview, you know, Cole talking to her about you know having a hell in the cell match with Banks for the women's champ, raw women's championship, <laughs> and you know, Lynch just. Lynch just being Lynch, you know, just being badass, just just telling it like it is. Like, you know, 
she's the one who wants to give other people opportunities. She wanted people to step up. She wanted people to come at her wanting to win this championship because that's what she, you know, that's what motivates her. That's what brings the best out of her. And I thought it was a great promo. Again, it's Becky Lynch. It, it seems like it's just her saying what she wants to say and saying it the way she needs to. So therefore it, it's coming off great. Um, I wish they Hello. You know, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, I wish they would. You know, uh, I don't know what he was gonna say. I, I think, I think, I think he was gonna say, "I wish they would." You know, maybe put Sasha Banks in a better interview spot to counteract uh, what Becky Lynch is saying. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do K. Breeze's voice. I wish they would uh, counteract it. You know. <laughs> you know, I think uh, Becky needs a. Uh, Oh, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Breezy, what do you have, man? <laughs> no, man. But, you know, I, I, I was talking to little Daryl, man. You know, he's a huge Sasha Banks fan. You know, big boss, boss lady. But he's like, Sasha is the best. Sasha number one. Sasha is the best. Go, boss. Go, boss. It's the best. <laughs> I hope Lil Dale knows Sasha's gonna lose. Lil Dale, so you're, so, so you're trying to say it's boss day in here? It's boss day. <laughs> man, I just, I, yeah, yeah, we just want to know where you going, man. What the hell? What the hell going? I ain't going nowhere, man. I ain't going nowhere. I'm in here. We just, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It's making me go in and out. Normally, I'm the one that's coming in clear all the time. We we thought we left you in the space time continuum. No, no. I was in the mid card of Void of Evil. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Talking about the boss. That's why. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, uh, I, like I was saying earlier, uh, I just wish WWE would give Sasha the same license to go the way that Becky does. Because Becky's interviews, promos, they always come off real. Because Sasha doesn't have that type of promo in her. I think she does. That is something about this character that she is that I just don't like. Like I want her to be healed, but she just comes off like she just like she chicken shit, and I and I I don't like that. It's almost like she's trying too hard. Yeah, I think she's trying to play catch up since she's been gone. How how you figure? And like, 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 what do you mean? Like she's trying to play catch up, like trying to do all this stuff all at once, and it's hurting her. I think if she would have been there the whole entire time, she would have just flowed in naturally. Yeah, but I think she's trying too hard. Mm, so just kind of stay on TV and then just kind of watch her heel turn develop more than just showing up and all of a sudden being a heel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. With that. Yeah, maybe maybe she should have just. Maybe she should have came back a little earlier. What was that? And just the way they bounced with storyline to storyline. Like, literally, when she came back, she attacked Natalia. That lasted only two seconds. And all of a sudden, now it's the four horse women slash her and Becky Lynch again. So, I don't know. It, it seemed like they did, not only did they, that they rushed her return, but, I mean, the, the first storyline she had really didn't play out. They kind of just started as a reason she attacked somebody. And then Matt just kind of 
melted into something else, which I'm not even sure what the hell they were doing. You know, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of like the Kofi Kingston with the Kevin Owens thing. They're rushing it. Like she yeah, should exactly. she should have had a feud with Natalia first and then exactly. built it into Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Or she she just came back and just attacked Becky Lynch. Or that. Like, like like the way she came out with Natalia, she should have came that way out for Becky Lynch. Like maybe Becky was getting jumped and it was Sasha that comes out and help her. But before Sasha and them, you know, walk away, Sasha then turns around and attacks her. Maybe mm-hmm. that would have been better than to have her come and fight Natalia because N- Natalia really didn't serve a purpose at all. Not, not even for her to come out and do her promo for Banks to attack her. Yeah, but I think they wanted, like, sympathy for Natalia, so Banks, he'll turn. They wanted to make it feel big, but I don't think nobody was buying it. Nah. I mean, everybody cheered it, which is crazy. Like, and he just because but next up after that, man, uh, you know, after we got that nice little interview, we got the Mustache King coming back. <laughs> the one and only Rusev, who apparently, like we thought was going to happen, he was going to come back and they weren't going to mention anything about Mike Canellis or Maria's baby, which we all knew it wasn't his anyway. But we knew they really weren't going <laughs> to say too much about it, which was a joke in itself. And. We also got another return, man. We we got somebody that we've been waiting to see, somebody we wanted to see get pushed, somebody we, we thought was going to make the main roster and just show out. But he's been a – well, he hasn't been a disappointment. They've been disappointing us with him. We got EC3, man, franchise. What did you think when you saw EC3, man? When I seen the leader of the 1%, Ethan Carter, the third, even though I don't think we can call him that. So, EC3, one, two, three. Ethan, one, two, three. When he made his return, I was I was happy to see him, man, because hopefully that leads into something soon uh, to where they're actually going to push him. Because like you said, I thought when he came from up from NAC the first time, I thought he was a good push, especially when he got that win over Dean Ambrose. But uh, now that he's back, man, I'm ready to see what EC3 does. I'm really happy to see him. Uh, let's see what they do with him. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of EC3, an Ohio native. You know, I got to actually talk with EC3 in real life. Real nice, genuine dude. Um, I think they see him as like a Chris Master slash Lex Luger type. Mm-hmm. Like, great physique, but like terrible wrestling. But I don't think they've seen him. But like, he's a good wrestler. He can do stuff. He could be a good heel character. If you push him that way, like how when he was in a different organization, TNA. Yeah. And even when he was in TNA, they they allowed him to to get better. Yeah. And like you say, he's not a great wrestler, but he knows how to take he knows how to sell. Like Mm -hmm. he's not he knows how to take bumps. He knows how to make things look good and and to, you know, to put it over. But for some reason. Him and Robert Roode are two people I knew for sure if Vince saw them, he would have something for them. Mm-hmm. And it's been real disappointing to see where they've both been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think like the one diamond, I mean, I don't say diamond, but like star is AJ from there. You know? Yeah. It's like the, 
It's like when you thought of WCW, you thought of Sting. And when you think of TNA, you think of AJ Styles. Yeah. And look at him. But now, like, when you see, like, some guys are like, man, he just fits that style. Like, AJ Styles fits WWE perfectly, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. I don't think New Japan and WWE style is too far off. I'm, 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 we know it's not the same. We, no. we know there's, there's very, there's very different things about it. But it was he didn't like. Okay, Rude had to go to NXT. Samoa Joe had to go to NXT. Yeah, Styles got to come straight to the main roster, straight to the Royal Rumble. And there were moments where. You know, Vince didn't like certain things he did. Like, who whose tooth was it? Was that the Miz tooth that uh, AJ had cracked or chipped or something during the match? Was it the Miz? Like, it was... I, I I don't know. It wasn't Jericho. I know Jericho came later on, but I thought it was the Miz. But I think, well, I think, I think, I think it was the Miz. Okay. So to to see a guy like that, you know, he he had his rough moments. He had his moments where. He did things a little too rough, um, and it wasn't to Vince's liking. So it took him a while. It took a guy like Chris Jericho to really show Vince that this dude is more he, hes more potent in the ring than you think he is. And you think Jericho for the Styles Clash being used to? Oh, yeah, most definitely, because Vince was not for it. He did not want to use no. that He just wanted phenomenal, uh, the phenomenal forearm, but – you know, as good as that is, uh, and, and it, and, you know, coming off the a springboard off, the, you know, the ropes to an elbow. I mean, yeah, I can knock somebody out, but that style clash, boy, mm, just the way it's delivered, it's just something different. Yeah, it's, yeah. especially when you're a smaller guy like Alexander or like a Gable, somebody that sells it with the flip. I, I, it's a, it's so extra, but I like it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, so Russo, of course, got the win over EC3 because that was the original point of the conversation. Uh, and then we got an interview with Ray Mysterio, you know, talking about he dedicates the match to his son and, you know, he's going to do his best. And, you know, the same stuff he's been saying every week. Um, <laughs> the next up, we got a one on one Sasha Banks versus Nikki Cross. I got to be honest. I just did not watch this match. <laughs> just, I, I'm just, and the sad part is, I like Nikki Cross. I like Sasha Banks. Um, it wasn't a bad match. It, it was, it was actually pretty decent. Like I, I watched it, but I didn't watch it. Like it was like I saw it, but uh, you know, I, I kind of let five minutes of pass by and didn't pay attention to it. How did you feel, franchise? I know this your girl. It's it, it your girl, you know, battling Nikki Cross. What did you feel, man? I cannot deny. Uh-huh. This match is not entertaining to me. <laughs> hey, that hurts my feelings to say, man, because you know, man, I'm such a mark. You know it, man. You know it. But, uh, yeah. This week in general, man, I don't know what it is with Sasha, man, but this week for matches, I have not, I don't know, man, I have not been into it. And like you say, I'm a fan of Nikki Cross as well. I love Nikki, but that match, it just, I don't know, they just didn't have any chemistry. I don't know what's going on, but that match, it wasn't it. So, I ain't got much to say other than that. 
and maybe. So I watched this match live as it was happening. This match went long, long, longer than it should have been. Mm. The crowd was getting restless. And it it just had no chemistry. Like, I was watching it and I'm like, the crowd didn't seem really into it. The crowd was like just sitting there like on pins and needles like, okay, come on, you can end this match right now. And I'm just watching, thinking the same thing, like, okay, please get the pin, please get the pin, let it be over. And it just wasn't a good match for, like, Sasha to go into Clash of Champions against Becky Lynch. Right. I mean, it'll just, hopefully next week when she faces Alexa Bliss, it will be better. But right now, she's, like, she came in hot. It's just cooling off right now for me. And something needs to change drastically. Okay, let me ask you this right quick. What what needs to change, not only for Sasha Banks, but what needs to change for the women's division, period? Uh, Tag division, Raw title, women's title, uh, SmackDown's title, what needs to change? To to get that respect back before Ronda came in and kind of then W I won't say Ronda did it I'll say WWE did it they did it they allowed it to happen what can change from that I don't know like to me I mean we've been talking it's like Charlotte and Becky are like the top of the food chain and then it's everybody else like when you watch them wrestle you're like okay you're kind of excited because you know what you're gonna get. Right. When other wrestlers wrestle, is this going to be, are the fans going to be into it? Are they not? Like, Asuka would, would, I'll tell you this, Asuka would be the perfect example. Give her a push. That needs to change. Right. Somebody like Ember Moon, who was great in NXT, who had a so-so career on SmackDown right now. She needs to change and get a push. Even Alexa Bliss, when Alexa was champion and doing all that, Perfect. Do what you did before, before Rhonda came in. Mm, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it, it seems like right now it's like they put the the tag titles and the women's titles on, with the, with the exception of uh, Becky Lynch. She doesn't count. But it seems like they put the other women's titles on TV just to say, like, all right, we got them. But it doesn't really seem like there's really much of an importance. Uh, to me, I think the most important title, and it's true right now, is the one that Becky's holding. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's because with that title, Becky, she's had, what, about a year, year and a half of getting to where she's at now. Everybody else is, you know, kind of holding the title. It's like you're not really invested in their storylines or their character right now. Um, I'd probably say the most interesting thing right now is the fact that Carmella is a 24-7 champion. <laughs> which is, Finally. You know, which, which is saying a lot. Um, and then, too, it's like when you watch Charlotte, when you watch Becky, it's like, okay, you know this is you know, scripted, you know it's fake, but they make it look good. Uh, I can't tell you how many botches I've seen specifically 
in the women's matches lately. Even Charlotte, when she ended up giving Bailey the big boot a little while back, she clearly, clearly missed that by a mile. Oh, but yeah. it's like it just even in the ring, man, when you watch it, it's like the botches and the mistakes are so obvious right now. I, I don't know. I like 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 Flawless said, you know, push the women like uh Oscar. You had a perfect, perfect opportunity with Oscar. And you just I, I think once they mess that up and then you know Becky won, it's kind of been over with for the women's division. You know, when Rhonda was there, you know, they was treating it like it was a big match feel every time she got in the ring. Mm-hmm. Now it's just kind of like they feels like they they're just throwing matches together. And this whole Sasha four horse women thing saying, Oh well, fuck it, here you go. I think I told you guys before, and I think it's the click. Of the four horsewomen. Yeah. They're running things and keeping everybody else down. Like when Charlotte beat Asuka at WrestleMania and ended her undefeated streak. You yeah. Asuka hasn't been the same. And then, and then what happened? You had Kyrie saying what happened to her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's so many women. We know for a split second WWE were were utilizing multiple women. Like lots, and then it just kind of like you said, it's like that click effect. You went from using all this different talents after WrestleMania. Now it's been like the same four or five women. Yeah, right. Then you got a lot of. I mean, it was it was nice to see Lacey Evans. The problem was Lacey Evans had finally just got there, and you gave us months of her just walking to the ring, and that kind of killed her buzz. Like that that killed what excitement people had for her. And then you you finally give her the opportunity, but then you give us three months of the obvious. Like we all knew it's the same thing with AJ Styles and Nakamura. It was, we, we saw that you weren't ever going to give Nakamura a real shot of beating AJ Styles and really make a rivalry out of it and make a real good story because it's an already made story. All you had to really do was just continue it. Uh, but that seems to be the theme with WWE when they have champions facing one person. Back in the day, you saw Stone Cold Steve Austin lose a title match to somebody. He might have won it back maybe two, three weeks later, but at least he lost it to make the story stretch, to make the story last a little bit longer. The mm-hmm. Rock did it. Triple H did it. The Undertaker did it. They all did it. You don't see that now, which is why I don't understand uh, the philosophy thinking, yeah, you know, to doing it. Like I get why you okay, you did it for Becky because of the video game. The same reason you did it for AJ Styles, but I guess why not? Well, I guess why not just have them fight different people than fight the same people every time? You well, know, you know what? Go oh, ahead. go ahead, Flawless. Okay, I was going to say this. I'm glad you brought up Stone Cold because. Stone Cold, okay, remember when he walked out when he was going to lose to Brock Lesnar on Raw in the King of the Ring in the King of Ring uh, qualifying match? Right. Stone Cold said he didn't walk out because he was going to lose. He's like, if you want to push this guy, let's build a storyline. I don't mind putting him over and losing to him, but make a story out of it. Don't just put me in one match and let me lose. Build a story. I want to build him bigger. So, man, storyline, and that's what you need to do. And I'm going to add on to what you're saying, Flawless. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, Breezy, when you say, you know, back in the day, you know, Steve Austin would lose and he'd get the title back in there. But the key word you said was stretch out storylines. Right now, uh, especially with Kofi Kingston, prime example, how many top guys has this guy beat? Many. And what sort of a time has he done it? Very quickly. But how many robberies did you really care about? Only one. And that's because they capitalized on the history they had and they stressed it out. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is with WWE is they rush storylines. You know, back in the day, you had guys, Bret Hart, Steve Austin, Rock, etc. These guys wanted to fought the same person six, seven, eight, nine, year, year and a half, two years, and actually built on a rivalry. Now it's just like, you know, you throw these guys out there, they fight for a couple weeks or a month, and then next thing you know, you forgot the damn thing even happened. Yeah. Well, they do a lot of that, too. They, they play on the, well, we did this months ago, but we decided to act like we didn't do that, so now we're going to do this. And I hate that. I will say this. I remember it was the Money in the Bank, like, a couple years ago when – Shinsuke and AJ were in the money in the bank and they went to grab the ladder at the same time and they locked eyes. The crowd mm-hmm. went crazy because they knew that history from Japan. And then, you know, six months, seven months later, when Shinsuke wins the Rumble, they didn't bring that storyline. They didn't bring the past up. And you need to do that. And that's what I hate about WWE because... They act like they don't want to acknowledge wrestlers past from other organizations. I'm sorry, man. Like, to me, and once again, I'm not a Vince McMahon. I don't run a billion-dollar company. I don't know the, the logic behind it, but I am a fan. You you sign these guys for a reason because they have a name outside of your company. Why not you? Like you said, the AJ Shinsuke, I would probably say that's probably the most disappointed I've been in a phone time because there was almost no possible way – you could have got that wrong. And somehow, WWE not only found a way to get it wrong once, not twice, but three times. With the same two guys. I, I, can, I can give you another example where they did it wrong. Styles versus Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah. Knowing, knowing how great those two were in TNA and how they worked together. And to have the lat- – like, the storyline was fine because it played on a personal aspect of – how close they are, Joe knowing his family. Like, I didn't have a problem with none of that. That was cool because that really brought it together. Like, man, this is like, you know, these guys were cool, but man, are they, are they not cool anymore? And I like that aspect that, that brought back an old feeling for me that made me enjoy wrestling, but to have the matches they have and to, for them to be the lackluster match they were, for Joe to not be dominant and actually win when he probably should have, and you made him look weak. I think that's the reason why when we see him now, when he does a promo, he gets us he, – he makes us believe he can win. The problem is we know after he's done talking, we know he's not going to win. And that's <laughs> the problem And because we know better. We know if you gave him the opportunity, he's going to run with it. Definitely. I mean, even when his promo against Kofi, I was like, man, I was going to choose Joe to beat Kofi. And then when he lost, because Joe's promo makes you feel that he's going to win. It's authentic. It's real. Oh, yeah. 100%. But that's that's just another notch on how you can – 
I want to say it's still the W. It's, it's still that effect from Vince not really giving props to folks or other promotions for the things that they've done great to make him want that talent. Like, let's be honest, man. TNA was never a threat. There was a moment where, you know, they was they was making some noise. They were yeah. getting attention, but they were never a threat. You didn't win out, and well, I won't say him because it, it took Triple H to get a lot of these guys in, but he went and got the core group of guys that knows what they're doing. The people know who they are, and they can give you five-star matches. They can give you a great promo. They can entertain the crowd on a night-to-night basis. When you're the top company and you have all these people, I can understand if you don't have something for all of them, but, man, you you – you can do something better than what you've been doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like, you, still, you still got shows like what? Main event and all this, bro. When the last time y'all seen a main event match? I ain't seen it. Dude, I, years. Years. Now, you remember back in the day when you had like, uh, what was that? Some Shotgun Saturday night. night. Shotgun Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, night. Main event. Shoot. Yeah. Like, like, like those, those little A and B shows, C shows. You you stayed up and watched that on a Friday night or a Saturday or Sunday night heat. I would now, wake up at like 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. in the morning to watch WWF Superstars on a Saturday. Okay. Exactly. Every Saturday. Every Saturday. <laughs> exactly. And now it's like, dude, if it ain't Raw or SmackDown or NXT, it's like, I don't care. Which is sad because a lot of these talent are on shows like Main Event. And say, but you're not going to who watching that? I don't oh. think they do Main Event no more. <laughs> Here's a little little fun fact for you. Do you know that EC3 has been winning the 24-7 championship on the house shows, but they don't announce it? Like, like apparently, he's been been getting over on the house shows, but that's it. He's just been getting over the house shows. So, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's something about him that they don't feel he's ready for, so they're going to put him on house shows, and he's not ready for TV or what, but Guys like him are being wasted, and it 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 pains me that they're bringing them back like Luke Harper and Rusev and EC3 and, you know, just for this draft, which I like, which I've always liked about the draft because when it was actually a split brand, you had to put these other guys on because you had, you had to produce a, a whole two- to three-hour show. Right. All right, well, man. I can- I can't wait until they make these rosters definitive and uh and and go back to that old war vibe. You know, I, I think that's when you're really gonna start seeing these guys pop up out of the woodwork and hopefully get the pushes they deserve. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh let's go ahead and move on, man. We, we I know we got a little off little track there, but uh where were we at? Oh, we was at the uh, women's match. Um so Banks won, you know, they did their heel thing, blase, blase. Next up, we got the uh, we got the street profits. The, you know, our boys and the back doing what they do best, being entertaining, being the, the young studs that they are. They talk about uh, Dawkins brings up the fact that you know they're in Golden State. Talking about you know mentioned Steph Curry. You know they're in San Francisco. Uh, then they start talking about the Fatal Five way, and and then they also bring up how Ricochet's face. You know how he couldn't believe Ricochet's face. Uh, Couldn't believe Ricochet was not the baby daddy. 
I think Ricochet didn't want that smoke. He didn't want to smoke. He didn't want to smoke. He didn't want to smoke. <laughs> he didn't want to smoke. He he's a drug free CM Punk guy. <laughs> Mm. He dated Tessa yeah, Blanto, but that ain't the point. But I don't know the name. I think Crazy doesn't want to smoke. That's why he's not talking. Are you? Hey, no, no, Crazy talking. <laughs> uh, next up, The Miz came out. So The Miz came out. He mentioned Maurice had uh, delivered their second baby, which was a baby girl. So congratulations to The Miz. Yeah, look, the fucker. <laughs> Hey, he getting that Canadian. Um, he also mentioned there's no doubt we we all know who the baby daddy is to Marisa's second baby. Uh, yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> you a fool. And then uh, a little bit after that, you know, they talk about him coming uh, next week. He's going to have Hulk Hogan, which I don't know if y'all noticed, man. Hulk Hogan got booed out the building. Just yep. mentioning he got booed. And they cheered for Ric Flair, but they booed for Hulk Hogan. And Dang. so, <laughs> go yeah. ahead. Now I I, I got to rewatch that because I had the TV on low during that segment, but I, I didn't I didn't know that he got booed like that. Mm-hmm. No, they they when he said Hulk Hogan, it was like boo, like it was it was it was like damn, like people still don't people don't still don't forgive Hulk Hogan for you know for his shit, but. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to work. You know, uh, I wonder if WWE is going to change some plans and have the Fiend come out and attack him. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that to get him over. I don't know, but you know, you, you know, the, the Fiend likes to he likes to have friends. He likes to add people to his wall. So maybe we're gonna get a an immortal friend, you know, added to the wall. <laughs> he better Angel. say his prayers and take his vitamins this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the finger, like, my racist little buddy. <laughs> Not his racist little buddy. <laughs> I have a picture of Hulk Hogan. Just looking up into the sky with a thought bubble and Booker T gonna pop up. <laughs> Stranger danger. Oh, dude, you better run. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, we, you know, after, you know, after that, you know, promo with the Miz and the Street Profits. The next match we got, it was Lacey Evans versus Amber Moon. Uh, it, it was an okay match. It was an okay match. I, I, that's all I got to say about it. Because the next thing we're going to talk about is the man himself, the Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt. He's hanging up a picture of Kane with his eyes crossed out, which, I'm, you know, yo, the, the, the picture wall with all the eyes crossed out, I'm, I, I am just... I'm so proud of WWE for this, that they're actually letting this guy be him. They're letting him come up with what he's coming up with. They're letting them do it the way he wants to do it. And it's getting over and they're recognizing it and they're not trying to tamper with it. And I still don't understand why fans do not like this. Like, you know why? Because it's it's some little punk ass soccer moms. Sorry, soccer moms. That yeah, we like cool. soccer moms, man. They're dead free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 it's these moms, man. Who you know? Who is it's entertainment, man. And here's the thing: 
I'm gonna say this: if you don't want your seven, nine year old child watching the fiend come out with his face on the score with his eyes crossed out, then you know what? How about you be a responsible parent and you turn the TV off and find something else to watch? But don't mess it up for the people that really enjoy the product because at the end of the day, that's all that's all. And I'm glad WWE finally for once are sticking up for their characters, man, and not letting these fans determine which way they're going to go with The Fiend. Keep The Fiend the way he is. Hey, there's also grown men that don't like it, and those grown men are also the ones that still live at home in a basement. Or maybe they got divorced and the wife left them. I don't know. And you know what the funny part is? As much as people, some people are complaining about it, Oh, wow. Shots fired. Pew, pew. Man, shot up with a bazooka. We're not going there. No. Uh, when the, the funny part about it is, though, with all the people that are complaining about it, Fox and USA are fighting over him. Yeah. Like they want, they want what he is. They want everything that's about him. They want them on the show. And it's funny to hear Fox wants him. Because he's such a character, and they want more sports based. So yep. you, you know you're going to get some characters, but you know he's going to be, you know they're going to be more sports based of what Fox want to present. Bray Wyatt is a true 100 percent WWE character, you know. So for them to want him, it makes you wonder how they're going to display him, or you know how he'll be put across. Actually, it's not just him; it's the entire. Uh, it's the entire show, the entire roster, because there are some people who are just truly characters. Like, they're not really great athletes. They're, it's the character who they are. Are they going to have more time? Are they going to be the same time? Are we going to get the same stuff that we've been getting from WWE on Fox, even though they say they wanted to be more sports-based? Uh, you know what? It'll be interesting to see. I can't wait to watch it and see what they do. Yeah, uh... So, you know, I know J- Joe normally has all the facts, but I got a little tidbit myself. What's up? So, although Fox wants Bray Wyatt, Paul Heyman actually has the power and has invoked his power to veto it. They're keeping the thing strictly on Raw. Good. And Fox will be doing limited commercials. That is true. Also, NXT is also doing limited commercials, which is funny because AEW is doing limited commercials. Everybody's doing of course, because you, the the whole point is to give you more wrestling. I think the one thing that uh, everybody's been hearing and listening is too many ad breaks. And because WWE's been the dominant wrestling program and they shoot so many ads because they're publicly owned. So you got so many investors giving say-so about what they want to do and what they want to show. Uh, it's forcing not only WWE, but it's forcing the networks to change things up because of what's, you know, what AEW and what TNT is doing. So yeah. um, I'm excited for it. I, I, I can't wait to see what they do, but I, I really am curious about how these uh, characters and, you know, how they will be displayed on SmackDown once, you know, the move happens. Yeah. All right, so but uh, back to the Firefly Flying House, man. Uh, so we got Bray Wyatt. Like I said, he was putting up the picture of, of Kane and then uh, Huskus the Pig and Rabbit, Rambling the Rabbit. They were fighting over this Seth Rollins doll, and Bray Wyatt was telling them the story about 
you know, selfishness and, and sacrifice. And, 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 and prior to the end of it, he took the uh, Seth Rollins wrestling man, he broke it in half, which was more symbolic to him breaking Seth Rollins in half, you know, really just doing physical harm to him. And he gave them both a piece and, you know, I guess, you know, they both kind of just ran with it because they didn't really have too much of a choice. Uh, I like, I, you know, again, I, I can't say too much good about the Firefly Flood House. You know, just like I said, just allowing him to be him and, and doing what he does best. I, man, I, I'm still for it. And again, just to give him another. Breezy, yeah. He stepped out for a second. Yeah, but uh, go, go, you know, following, you know, what K Breezy was saying until you know he gets back on the line. Now, I'm yeah. here. I'm here. There we go. Oh, okay, there you go. There we go. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, but I, I, what I was saying was, I like the way it started. You know, just you still giving us the fiend is taking over Monday Night Raw, and I, I don't know how long they're going to go with it, but I I love it. I'm good with it. I can't wait to see what else they do. You know what? I say you had this going on, man, at least through the rest of the year. <laughs> Especially if he wins the title. And longer. Well, you know what? The fact that they, they're doing these little opening segments with The Fiend, you know, quote-unquote, taking over Raw, I wouldn't be surprised, man, if he did get this shit at the belt at uh, Hell in the I, I think you got to put it on them now. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you got to. You most definitely got to. Uh, so, of course, after the Firefly Funhouse, we got some 24-7 action. We got our truth and Carmella running to the ring, of course. You got the mid-card running after them. They run into the ring, and just before everyone gets in the ring to go after truth, Carmella <laughs> stops them. She basically just says, you know, you know, she's tired of all the running and can't and you know hiding they're, they're tired of not having a life and not being able to you know just be normal for a while and she played it off like it was really really a big thing and really uh bothering her and truth you know he was he felt kind of bad about it like you know she is helping helping me out the whole time and little did we know something that should have happened months ago but it, you know it happened now but carmella tricked truth Rolled him up in that schoolboy, that unbiddable, that unpinnable, you know, un you can't never kick out of the schoolboy, man. That is the most dominant move in wrestling today. It, it it puts everyone down. And she got the one, two, three. And like I said, this should have happened months ago. She should have been the first female, but you know, they, they finally paid it off now. And of course, she beat Troop and she's now the new 24-7 champion. And as soon as she won it, what did we get? We got the mid-car women coming out to chase after. <laughs> and, uh, right, and right, and 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 the, the I ain't gonna lie, the the kind of most funniest part about it is now that she won, so Truth was gonna jump on her back, and she was gonna run with him on her back and run out, but they couldn't do that, so Truth just put her on his, and they ran out the ring, uh, the arena. You know, so now that Carmella finally has a 24 and we're not going to talk long, but now that Carmella has a 24-7 title, hopefully that means we get to see more unutilized female talent getting a little bit of TV time now. So I'm, I am excited now that Carmella has the title because it switches things up a bit. And, I you know, now I get to see Mella back. So, yay. 
it will be a little weird when they do the brand split. So yeah. that would be crazy if they both got split up. Mm. I don't think I want to see Carmelo and True get split up, man. I think I so used to seeing them together, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, um, I, that's the problem, though. I, they started to go in a different direction with the 24-7 championship, and it kind of went interesting because I'm, I'm not going to lie. Maria winning the championship and kind of walking around like, you know, now I'm the champion. I, I You know, no one can beat me for it. It was kind of interesting, but until they made that makeshift OG BYN and had Truth, uh, the referee be the fake doctor and then and, and Truth pretend to be another woman that was pregnant – it was cool. It got to a point where it was it was something different. It was new people. And then Drake Maverick finally got it. And it was going into a good direction. Now, I, I, I'm kind of worried about it because I don't know where it's going. And it's losing me. One thing is, how, how do you get the title when it does go back to a male, if it does? How do you do that? Because... I think that was the issue before when Maria had, I mean, besides the fact she was obviously pregnant. I don't really think you could have got away with another man pinning her besides Mike with that being her husband, if you if you get what I'm trying to say. Let me put it to you like this, and maybe this will put some light on it. What would happen, and think about this, what would happen if you put a 24-7 championship on a Cedric Alexander? Mmm. I think I think it would actually. And when I say that, and I'm not going to cut you off, but when you when I say that, think about okay, all the the way he moves, the way he does his move, the high flying. You put a title on a guy like that who's entertaining and people want to see, and he's doing these moves to other people trying to get his championship. I think you kind of put a guy over for being talented, and where you want to see him do more with you know real stories. You know what? I can agree. Is you because you take it from being strictly a comedy actor, you add a little bit of comedy to it, but it'd be a title you want to see actually defended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. See, I can, I can see, see like I can see Alexander or Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Well, those two doing those moves, trying to get away from people. Well, I well I figured because they're pushing Ricochet, you know, well he kind of got like a little better push. I figured Cedric would be the better person, uh, you know, somebody that really needs to get over because Ricochet is over. It's just about putting him in a good story and letting him go, you know, one on one with somebody. Uh, where Cedric could he could really use that build of being that exciting person that people want to see. He can have twenty and have regular twenty four seven matches, like actually have a real match. Where somebody actually gets to, you know, go one on one with them, but then, you know, once the match ends, you can see people start to come down. Like you can still do the the rundown stuff, but actually display it somewhat like a, just like a regular match. Like you 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 gotta you gotta be able to do that. And I think if you do that, it won't be so legitimate. But I think it'll look. I think it'll bring a little bit of legitimacy to the title. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Moving on, because we, we've been on Raw for a little bit too long here. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, we got Flawless favorite person in the world. We got the King Corbin coming out, talking smack, doing what he do best. Uh, Chad Gable comes out. They're getting ready to have another rematch. 
this didn't go too long. This was about a 15-minute match. It, uh, it ended with disqualification because Corbin grabbed his scepter and hit uh, Chad Gable with it. You know, and you know, this was great for me. The, the takeaway for this match was this was great heel heat. This was the type of heel heat Corbin needs to be a top heel in WWE. I know he's not a fan favorite amongst the flawless, even though he secretly got his poster on his wall. Uh, <laughs> I, still think, I still think this was good heel heat for him, and plus this still put Chad Gable over with the people. It was good heel heat, and I... <sighs> It was good heel heat to say, like, hey, I could lose, but I didn't want to lose, so I'm going to attack Chad Gable and beat him with my scepter or whatever that thing is. You um, beat him with a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was good. It was good, you know, for Corbin not to get the loss. And I think they built this match into Hell in a Cell, where Shorty G is going to smack that uh, Baron C in the mouth and slap that ankle lock and make him snap, crackle, pop. Like my Rice Krispies did this morning. <laughs> Were they talking to you, Joseph? Oh, yeah, they always do when you put a little milk in them. <laughs> the, the, the special almond milk. Mm, don't you like to know it's silk almond milk? <laughs> a sweet vanilla. Beautiful, man. <laughs> All right, man. So next up, man, we got another great promo from AOP. Uh so they're cutting up. They, they, they're, they're shooting their uh, interview. They're talking about why nobody wants to fight and why everybody's scared. They say we're gonna prove it. So they get up. They walk out into the hallway and they beat up Hawkins and Ryder and Jose. No way, Jose. And then they go back to the interview and continue to talk shit. I had zero problems with it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Perfectly done. Well executed. Props to AOP. A-O-P, A-O-P. <laughs> and then, uh, so, you know, after they did that great promo, we got uh, our five-way match. Uh, actually, I didn't know it was an elimination match. I thought it was just a regular, you know, fatal five-way. Whoever got the first pin would win. That's why so you need the rules. And when they start off raw, you need to read it, okay? Well, you know, look, hey, it's raw. You know, you can only listen to Michael Cole talk so much. Uh, I like that it was an elimination match. Uh, it, it it put guys over a little bit more. I love the way people were eliminated because it it was kind of like it was a surprise elimination. Like you didn't see the person coming up behind you and just taking advantage of you. I thought they sold it well, so no one looked it bad, which which was a big thing for me considering who was in the match. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I, I'll go ahead and give it match of the night. Um, it ended up being in the order of Ricochet getting eliminated by Nakamura. Nakamura got eliminated by Styles. Styles got eliminated by Robert Roode. Roode ended up being in one-on-one with Rey Mysterio. And, of course, because of his storyline and his redemption, Rey Mysterio ended up winning, which I didn't really have a problem with. I think him and Rollins can have a good universal uh, title match next week. What y'all think? Uh, So, (laughs) I... Told you guys the other day. I thought it was funny that whoever pinned somebody was get, got got eliminated next. So it was like, damn! If I pin somebody, shoot, I'm gonna be the next one eliminated. Now that I think about Ray winning, oh, it works good. But next week he faced Rollins, 
And I think Ray might be a victim of the fiend. <laughs> so you say the fiend is coming out to get a new friend? Oh yes. And maybe a new mask. Ah. Yeah, I can see that. Or maybe Ray Mysterio, maybe because of his redemption story, maybe he'll be the one person that gets away from the fiend. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you know, I, I spoke with my advisor, and he told me that Ray Mysterio will go, wee, booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> what, the 619? <laughs> the 619. <laughs> Something's going to hit a 619 and the fiend going to go, no, 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 little Riri. Wee! <laughs> it's the fiend claw to you, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to make you look like a little jumping bean. I'm going to I'm I'm take your mask off and then, and then I'm going to claw your son and Dominic ain't going to make it to the WWE. happens next week man all right man let's finish this thing off man so we got the final match of the night we got the rematch from clash of champions Braun Strowman, seth rollins another good it was another good match you know it wasn't nothing really too surprising pretty much the same formula from the pay-per-view uh we get towards the end where Braun looks like he's getting ready to put seth down for the power slam and of course we get that famous that that interest that we get excited for. The lights drop down, the music comes on, a little eerie. You get the flashing lights, and the way the fiend attacked Braun Strowman was it, it again. I can't give this dude too many more props on how good he is. It, we already been talking about it too long. He, he did the damn thing, and again, you had Seth Rollins in the corner. I didn't care for the I didn't care for the kind of crying kind of way he was doing it. What he did the week before was okay. Uh, this week he kind of seemed like he was whimpering a little too much. And then um just when the fiend thought he had uh you know he had got over, you see Braun Strowman getting up and then as soon as Braun stands up, you just seen the fiend pounce on him and put the uh the fiend claw back on him again and he's screaming and it was just another great way to end the show with this dominant character taking over WWE. You know what? I'm not going to even say too much about Seth Rollins. You know, did I think it was a little over excessive? Yes. But you know what? We've been bitching, moaning, and complaining about him being Mr. No Cell Rollins. We got two weeks in a row, y'all. Count it. 14 days, two weeks. <laughs> selling. Yes, my Steiner math says that it was two episodes. We were still 14 days of Seth Rollins selling. <laughs> you got, yeah, you got the fiend. It was to put it in, <laughs> to take it from my own self, it was flawlessly executed. Uh, <laughs> you got Rollins crying over in the corner like a little bitch scared. A little five year old who just saw, hello, Joji boy, would you like a balloon? You know, <laughs> you know, but what happened off air after Raw went off air, I didn't like. No, maybe I thought they'll that was sa- maybe they'll save that for a Raw next week or the Raw before Hell in a Cell. But what happened after Raw, it's like, come on, why would you do this? Not only, okay, so elaborate on it, flawless. So what happened after Raw? Seth Rollins kicked the Fiend and gave him a curb stomp. 
and then he no-selled the curb stomp, and then he gave him, like, three or four more curb stomps. He was down, and then the lights went out, and then when the lights came on, he was gone. Right. Oh, wow. All right. Well, I, I'm going to add a little something else to that. Not only did uh, the not only did that look bad, but apparently the people saw the fiend leaving the ring running away when the lights cut off because apparently the lights didn't cut off as dark as it needed to be, and people actually <laughs> saw him running away. <laughs> hey, I can just see I can just see it now. Being there raw, and then you see the lights cut off but halfway. And then you see Ray Wyatt ass running down the damn ramp. I mean, hustling. They said he was hustling like somebody was chasing him. Oh, man. Hell no. After, oh, but, you know, besides that, you know, and like I have to agree with Flawless. I, I thought that was a, you know, that was just something they did. You know, it was a dark match. They just did that for the folks in the arena, which was, you know, that that's cool, you know, when they do stuff like that. But, they they could have did something better than, you know, letting Seth Rollins get that many stirred, uh, curve stumps off. You know, after the maybe second one, the Fiend should have, you know, got the best of him. You know, something should have happened where the Fiend should have been on top, you know, when it ended. Because mm-hmm. that's what the people wanted to see. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah they, they dropped the ball on that one. But luckily, we didn't get that on TV because I think that would have really killed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, man. Other than that, man, that's yo, that's the end of the raw, man. Uh, like I said, uh, average show. Pretty, pretty. It was, it was, it was okay. It was, it was a pretty decent show. It wasn't as good as last week's. The Fatal Five Way was the match of the night. Um, can't wait to see Ray versus Rollins to see what happens. See if the Fiend, you know, the Fiend comes back out. See if Braun comes out. You know, see what happens with that. Uh. I can't wait to see where they go with the Viking Raiders moving forward. And also, what will we get from AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander? Yes, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's going to be it for Raw. Now we're just going to dive like Jeff Hardy. Swan time in the Funani on the SmackDown Live episode. So, K Breezy, please tell us what happened on SmackDown, man. Let's get right into this. Yeah, let's let's get on right into this, man. So, uh, hold on here. Sorry. Phone's acting crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. All right. All right. right. Now, my bad, folks. All right. So, here we go. So, SmackDown Live, you know, actually, this is the final SmackDown Live because it won't be SmackDown Live no more. It will be Friday night SmackDown on Fox starting next week, October 4th. Yay, yay. It's going to be exciting. We already got Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. I'm I'm announcing a little early, but that's all right. We're going to have a women's tag team match. We're going to have Becky and Charlotte Flair versus the Boston Hug Connection. Yay, yay. And then also... uh, you know, to uh, further on to SmackDown. So we got Eric Rowan coming out. You know, he's uh, basically been doing what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, just letting us know that he's not an idiot. He's no one's lackey. He needs to be respected. He demands the respect. You know, he is a 
a master manipulator and, and, and doing what he wants to do. And he's going to do what's best for him. And, and while he's in the middle of that, we get Daniel Bryan coming out in wrestling gear, ready to fight. He basically tells Rowan, yo, uh, if you feel disrespected, you feel like you, you know, you want to be respect, you want to earn your way. Well, come on, let's fight. So we have a nice little match. And I got to say, uh, Daniel Bryan is good as, you know, he can make anybody look good. Hands down. Uh, this was a good match on Rowan's behalf for what he did. Uh, before we get to the end of what happened at the end of the match, what did y'all think of the match overall? Uh, so I thought it was not bad. I'll tell you what's crazy was I think like Rowan botched that choke slam when he brought Brian back into the ring because Brian's foot got tied up in the ropes. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, so, uh, but it was not bad. I mean, it brought out, you know, Harper and then it, you know, because Harper got involved and then it brought out Reigns. So it was not bad. Start. Franchise? Yeah, I, um, going back to what Flawless said, it wasn't bad. I like that it did bring uh, Reigns out. You know, you're starting to see the 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 face turn again to Daniel Bryan. I think it's about time. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. And I, you know what? I will say this too. I'm starting to grow fond of the Harper character. Not the Harper, excuse me, Rowan. I'm starting to grow fond of Rowan. Listening to him speak, at first I was annoyed as shit with it, but now that I actually, I'm getting more and more exposed to it. It's like, okay, we we going somewhere. You got a big guy who can move and who can talk. Let, let's see what we got now. Right, right. So, uh, coming back to the uh, chokes or the iron claw. So, we got Ryan, uh, Luke Harper coming out. And, you know, he's – man, this guy I, – I, this is why I'm so upset that the, whatever issues going on backstage with him and Vince is keeping this talented guy from being on TV because when he comes out, he comes out, he's, he's, he's just destroying Daniel Bryan. He's destroying the table. Daniel Bryan does a suicide dive out, on the, uh, you know, to Harper. He pushes Harper over the announcer's table and Harper – like a boss he gets right back up he tells Dave Bryan bring it on keep bring it on he stands on the announcer's table like you, you that was nothing and then I, I like that I, I like that that aggressiveness and it just shows man you know I'm I'm not here to be toy with I'm here to I'm here to do what it make it do mm-hmm. which led to uh Daniel Bryan backing up to the ring you got Rowan who grabs him you know, for the Iron Claw Chokeslam, which gets his leg caught up in the ropes. What you also uh, notice is Rowan tried to get his leg out, and then when he couldn't get his leg out, he still tried to pin him anyway, but you can't pin him because the guy's leg is caught up in the rope. So he just started kicking him. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, then he, you know, once they finally got his leg out, he gave him the Iron Claw again. He pinned him. Rowan won. Then Roman Reigns ends up coming out, and just like last week, you thought you know they were going to get the best of them, but they didn't. Roman and them came back. Superman punch spear. Superman punch spear. You know the formula. Daniel Bryan gave a beautiful running knee to Luke Harper in the ring. Uh, after they cleared the ring of those two, Roman Reigns tried to help Daniel Bryan up. 
Daniel Bryan slapped his hand away, got up limping, grabbed the microphone, and he basically told the crowd, I want a one-word answer. You want to see me and Reigns kick their disrespectful asses? And the crowd gave him a hell yes. And honestly, I'm okay with it. I, I want to see this match. What y'all think? I've been saying it for the past couple of weeks that I think it's going to lead to the match at Hell in a Cell. Which it is. And I am absolutely right, and it's the direction they need to go. All I can say is yes, yes, yes. We <laughs> all right. Next up, man. Yo, we got Kofi Kingston giving an interview with Michael Cole. Michael Cole's basically asking him, you know, yo, man, why are you, uh, why are you, why are you accepting Brock Lesnar's challenge? And Kofi, like he's been saying since he, you know, was getting opportunity for the championship, he promised that once he became champion, he was going to be a fighting champion. Yeah, he mentioned Dolph Ziggler, he mentioned Samoa Joe, and he mentioned. Kevin Owens, and he mentioned Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. And out of all those people, the only people that really mattered was Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. Everybody else was just a filler for his title run, which made it really disappointing. Uh, you know, he, he again, he was, he was too positive. There was no seriousness, at least a, a hint of it. You know you facing Brock Lesnar, like I can get it. You know, you want to stay in character, but I felt like a little bit of realness would have gone very well with this interview. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it just, it, it just didn't get over totally with me. Uh, I'm just going to say, I didn't like the like go happy Kofi, you know, talking about the power of positivity. I want some seriousness to this. Right. Like, you're fighting Brock Lesnar. Get mad, get get angry about what he did to you. I mean, at least be a little more serious that you know, you know, you facing a guy that, yeah, man, he, everyone, even God believes he's gonna beat you for this championship. So it's gonna take a miracle for you to even beat him. I, I would want a little bit more serious, like you said. Yeah. Franchise. Uh -oh, did we finally lose him? I don't we know. Gotta, you hear me? Yeah, yeah. We, we This is all I got to say, okay? You listening? Y'all listening? Y'all listening? You listening? Hey, Breezy. What's up? If Coffee, if Coffee don't get it together, if Coffee not get it together, he is going to go boom, a boom, a boom, a wee on the F5 machine. I swear to God, if he say wee on the F5 machine, I'm done. You don't believe me? Oh, man, you hear me? You don't believe me? Nah, I, 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 look. Nah. I, said, I said you don't believe me? Nah, I, I believe you. I believe you because you said it. Only because you said it, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar pick your ass up, Mr. Two Cow. When he pick your ass up and he send you in that head spinning like, wee, you don't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, I might even pee a little bit like Drake Maverick. <laughs> oh, that, is, that, is, that is no bueno, Vato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So after the interview, you know, they uh, 
they cut to Chad Gable cutting a promo in the ring. Uh, he's getting ready to have a match, and you know he's talking about you know people making jokes about him and Corbin and all that other stuff, and that's all fine and dandy. And all of a sudden, you know, kind of surprised, we got Mike Canillas to come out of all people, and you know Gable, you know, put him in an ankle lock, and and thirty seconds, twenty seconds later, he won the match. And then as soon as he wins the match and, you know, it's over, we get a we get Elias. We get an appearance from Elias, and he's got a song for Chad Gable. And, you know, he sings the song basically talking about Chad being short and coming up short and <laughs> just being short. You know, just <laughs> – it was a short song. I mean <laughs> – I like what you did there, Kay Breezy. <laughs> you know, you, hey, you know, I try. Uh, I – yeah, it was – Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, due to some unforeseen technical difficulty, uh, we're going to wrap up the show a little bit early uh, with the Raw uh, segment of the show being the first and only segment of this episode as we will catch up uh, tomorrow um, on the SmackDown and NXT portion of the show. Uh, Once again, we apologize, but we hope you do listen and thoroughly enjoy what we have recorded for you already. And, uh, yeah, talk to you guys soon.